Welcome to Yoga for First Responders On Air, where we break down yoga, neuroscience, resilience, and public safety in a manner that's authentic, educational, and most importantly, entertaining and lighthearted. I'm YFFR's founder, Olivia Mead. As a yoga instructor and neuroscience enthusiast, I'm passionate about supporting first responders and anyone looking to improve their overall human performance. Each week, we'll dive into a new topic and often bring on expert guests to share their insights and experiences, but we'll also keep it real and share our own stories and struggles along the way. So whether you're a first responder or seeking to master the science of mental and physical resilience, this podcast is your ultimate guide to triumph over life's challenges with unbreakable strength and unwavering fortitude. By pressing play, your training has begun. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Daily Affirmation with Stuart Smalley. Stuart Smalley is a caring nurturer, a member of several 12-step programs, but not a licensed therapist. I'm going to do a terrific show today, and I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Doggone it, people love me. Eric and Olivia are not licensed therapists, but they're great people. Eric, repeat after me. I am smart beyond measure. I am smart beyond measure. I am not going to be an asshole today. I will probably be an asshole today. (laughs) My butthole is free to express how it feels. My butthole freely expresses itself. (laughs) Live, laugh, and love. Live, laugh, and love. You know, this reminds me of a game we used to play. Like when we would travel together a lot, we would play games on the airplanes and in like the airports and public places. Do you remember this game? Yeah, where we would say, repeat this phrase in all seriousness in a public place. With a straight face. With a straight face. And loud enough so others around you could hear it. And uh, we got ourselves in. We never got, I don't think we ever got in trouble, but we definitely (laughs) made ourselves and other people I mean, we, well, do you know where it came from? So, all right. If anyone's familiar with John Gottman, so look up John Gottman, everyone, especially if you're in a relationship or you would like to be in a relationship, he's the relationship marriage dude. And since Eric and I both came to each other from failed marriages, we are like, you know what? Maybe we should get some coaching on this first because clearly humans don't know what the fuck they're doing. So We read seven principles for how to make marriage work. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend, Um, you know, so, so get that in your repertoire, but because we are big John Gottman fans, we're like, let's get his app. He's got an app 
and it has like relationship cards in it. And the relationship cards are like um, questions you ask each other, activities, and it ranges anything from growing up and like, you know, mm -hmm. intimacy or date nights to sex stuff. And John Gottman's like an old, weird uncle dude. And to have <laughs> to have him like suggest sexual things you do together feels not sexual like I don't I cringe I'm like like for instance it's like this is where we got the meow thing too <laughs> everyone's at this point everyone's like turning off the podcast yeah like, they're like, like is this about um, yoga it is about yoga yeah, trust us we'll is, get there it is but it said um pretend you're two wild animals and you decide to, and everything ends with <laughs> and have sex like he builds his whole story like pretend you're wild animals in the jungle and then oh, have sex Yes. And when I saw that, when I said to you, don't animals in the jungle, like just, you know, Have pound sex. each other three times, like boom, 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 <laughs> and then off like they're, you know, and so we were, so we made fun of that. We went meow, boom, boom, boom. And then like, not, not when we were having sex, like when we, you know, when uh, just standing around anyway. Yeah. And, and they all, were all like, they were measured out by like the chili peppers, like, like yes, zero chili how peppers spicy was like, they were. Yeah, and like zero chili peppers, here's an example, was like, how do you see your work changing in the future? That would have been the zero chili pepper because it was like... I think were chili peppers all the cards or just the sex cards? Well, it might have been just the sex cards. I don't know. I think a one chili pepper was like, you know, go out to dinner and pretend you're other people. That might have been and, like a oh, four chili pepper. No, do you know what was like he had a lot of and I think it was around the three chili peppers was like the masturbation stuff there was a lot of front-loaded masturbation I mean anyway the yeah. reason we're telling you all of this is that that's how it started it was like let's read each other these cards like on an airplane and da da da, da. and we just thought it was so funny because we were young and in love or talking about sex publicly like we were just like, oh, we're crazy. We're crazy. And I'm out of practice because I can't even get through affirmations, like Stuart Smalley affirmations without laughing now. Like yeah, I'm well, way out of practice because yeah, that was benign. Well, thing, that was benign comparatively to the chili peppers or to comparatively to what we were doing. The thing about the the Stuart Smalley affirmations, and this actually proves a point we're gonna make is I purposely tried to make those affirmations against all of the ground rules of what makes affirmation practices work. So right. the one about the butthole, I made it very long and you couldn't remember the phrasing, right? right? So if you're really doing some phrases and doing this practice in all earnest to change your neural pathways, the yes. commands have to be short. And I, I always compare the mind to a dog or a puppy. Mm -hmm. sit stay sit stay sit stay so you're saying to your mind you know a command and the subconscious mind in order to believe it has to be able to repeat it and you know it has to be short and understood so you know and making them short like that is one of the many ground rules to actually make this practice effective and the reason I think so many people think it's stupid this practice is because of making them long, making them unrealistic, not practical, then you're like, this is literally wasting my time. 
you know, and it's kind of like reminds me of ASMR. <laughs> anyone yeah. heard of it? Eric just shook his head. Anyone heard of ASMR? I feel like yeah, ASMR. I have heard of it thanks to your TikTok obsession with it. Like, listen, folks, we don't have pillow talk when we're going to bed. Olivia's, to bed. Olivia's stuck in the ASMR TikTok world, not because she finds it fascinating, but because maybe it is because you find it fascinating. I not find the people like, fascinating. The people, it's a car crash. The characters that are doing this are literal characters. They are, it's, don't, don't go down that rabbit hole unless you don't want to sleep at night. Well, so here's the thing is I think this whole, like if you guys look up ASMR relax on TikTok right now, you're going to see stuff that you're like, what the fuck is this? And I think a lot of people, and if someone doesn't know what I'm talking about, about ASMR, Eric, do some ASMR. You've got the right mic for it. Just stroke uh, your mic. Yeah, I'll pull it off so I can get even closer. Like they. No, you're, you're supposed to use. Yeah, oh. I mean, that could be it. I can't, I can't then, hear it. This is the hard part. And then you have to whisper. I'm doing the ASMR. I'm That's it. I'm putting my hands. Stop. Ew. Don't say stroking ever again. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so that's asmr it's supposed to give people the chills blah 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 look it they up like tap, they like tap on things too so oh here i have oh, a yeah. bob ross it's, i have a bob yeah, ross mint yeah. pen so it'd be like yeah Ooh, yeah stuff like, like people that like, people like listen to the sounds there is a thing that happens when you listen to sounds and people get all chills. And I think some people do, some people don't, but Ooh, I know think what I do resonate with. Hmm. Oh, that I, yes. with. I have to tell you it's 2 PM here and we're drinking our whiskey. Cause we've decided that when we film this podcast, we're doing it with a glass of whiskey and that's how we're going to time like when the podcast is over, our glass of whiskey is over. So we're both having old fashions. It's 2 p.m. It's Mother's Day, by the way. It's my Happy first Mother's Day. Day. Thank you. It's my first one with a human child. And you you, um, and our baby have, uh, you know, already pampered me with sleeping in and coffee and donuts. And this shows you how much we love doing this show that I was like, hey, it's 2 p.m. Pour me some whiskey and let's talk about John Gottman and sex cards. You know, that's how I want to spend my Mother's Day. That's how we want to do it. So the so, ASMR, oh, um, the, I just got a text from my mom that interrupted my flow. So the ASMR and how kind of weird it is and like you're not really taking it seriously. I think that affirmation practice has been grouped into that when in actuality it is science-backed and traditional practice to mm -hmm. change the brain. So for those of you who are like, I, you know, this is a part I, of what you guys do at YFR that I cannot get on board with. Maybe, and it's okay if you can't, but maybe you're not educated because it's not being educated out there of how to do the practice correctly and, you know, what it can do. Yeah, I think that's part of it. But also, this is really is part of cognitive behavioral therapy, because a lot of what yoga is doing is using the body to impact the mind, right? We're working mm -hmm. from the bottom up. But the CDs are actually working from the top down. They're working on the mind, using the mm -hmm. mind to impact the body. And there's fascinating mm -hmm. research about how 
uh, how your thoughts can literally change your heart rate variability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it can actually increase your heart rate variability. And so if we truly believe that that is a core concept of prolonging the health and wellness of our first responders, then we have to train in all the tools to increase heart rate variability. And people and, have to get over being like, you know, annoyed by it or whatever, like get over it because nothing else is working for you. Sorry. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why we are still drinking ourselves to death, getting divorces, all the, all, yeah. all the laundry list of things getting burned out is because the stuff that we're trying coloring uh, isn't working. Oh my God. He's referring <laughs> coloring. Cause I went, I taught at this conference. It was like about resilience and it was for, what was it for the FBI or something? Uh, and um, I don't remember, but it, the person that presented before me had them coloring, like coloring on a piece of paper with crayons. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to follow this. And you know, I'm, tend to be truthful and be bold. And I was like, put those coloring books away right now. Right. When I got up there. No, for sure. Yeah. And so I'm curious where you got this practice. Cause like, this is one of those interesting pieces of the YFFR protocol that mm-hmm. separates us from quite honestly, most other yoga practices. And this is one of the arguments we have to have at some point on the show too, is what makes YFFR different than the local yoga teacher? Because that's something we face every day, all the time when we're talking to uh, leadership, decision makers, that kind of stuff. And we are different. And this is one of those key differences. So where did this come from? Yeah. So first of all, you mentioned earlier the CD practice. So if someone's Mm -hmm. new to our language, uh, that stands for cognitive declaration. That's our new Uh, That's our YFFRified version of affirmation because one of our approaches with YFFR is to change language up, especially language that has stigma around it. Mm -hmm. So we take, we don't really, we don't use that word affirmation in the protocol. We say cognitive declaration or CD for short. There are other phrases you can say to represent this self-talk practice. We know people who say anchor phrases, which I love because it anchors you in the moment performance phrases, you know, things like that. But CDs is what we call it. So where it came from, first of all, the practice of mantra Mm. is a traditional yoga practice. And mantra is a Sanskrit word, and it means mind tool, tool for the mind. And the original intention of yoga is to, uh, to master the mind and optimize functioning of your entire being. So a tool to master and direct your mind um, is this practice. So it is coming from a mantra practice. So a repetition of a phrase. And I was introduced to it in two ways. One is just traditional chanting of mantras. And when you chant Sanskrit, um, which is the, you know, the original language of yoga, not used in everyday speaking anymore, um, the the syllables and how they are written out in that rhythm is actually intended to change brain waves. So if we're trying to get to an alpha theta state by mm-hmm. repeating like om hari om you know then it it maybe feels silly out here and it's not religious guys it's literally to create a vibration in your brain and change your neural pathways. And I'm actually curious too, just as you were doing that and it incorporating the breath patterning and watching you do that quick little chant and breathing is, is that one of uh, 
an interesting piece from one of Patrick McCowan's books is that many of the ancient chanting practices, whether it be prayer or chanting from the yogic uh, philosophies, actually put people into a breathing pattern of about five and a half breaths per minute. Mm, which is flow. Which is flow, which is also what how what we want to do when we're doing our three, two, five breath work. Mm-hmm, we're putting people into mm-hmm. that exact same breath spot. So I'm just curious, like if at some point we should actually measure that out, do one of those mantras and see if it puts us into that same 5.5 breaths per minute. Yeah, we should. We should. In that optimal spot. We should ask Krishna about that. So Krishna is my yoga teacher from the East, from India, and we chant before every class with him. Um, and so I bet you, he would have a lot to say about that. So let's make a yeah. note and write that yeah. down to ask him. And but so yeah, this, so this, this is a way you've like adjusted it though for first responders, because we know that if we went into public safety facility and started chanting these chants, we're going to get eye rolls. People are going to immediately think it's religious and we're going to get shut out and no longer. No one will there. stick with it. And That's so, the thing. And so you've like adju- adjusted it. Yeah, so you've mm-hmm. adjusted it. You've tweaked it a little bit and actually made it mm-hmm. in some ways more powerful from the cognitive behavioral standpoint as well. Sure, yeah. And that's the thing is I've with YFR, I've tried to bring in the truths from the East, the truths from the, re- the West and kind of put them together. And this is a great example of that. Did you miss out on the YFFR bridge course? There's still a chance to join the front line of wellness. Dive into Yoga for First Responders Instructor School April 8th 212th in Washington, D.C. This isn't just training, it's a transformation. Equip yourself to empower our first responders with resilience and strength. Why is this for you? You'll learn job-specific and culturally informed yoga from the best. Connect with a community dedicated to making a difference and master a program that blends physical readiness with mental resilience. Act fast. Seats are limited and they're going quick. Be the change. Embrace this life-changing journey and help bring wellness to our first responders. Your time is now. Visit yogaforfirstresponders.org to secure your spot. Let's make a difference together. So to be clear, our English CD phrases are not, um, you know, chanted and they're not, you know, there's no science behind the rhythm of them changing brainwaves or breath patterns are simply mm-hmm. phrases to um, to seduce your subconscious mind to start moving in a different direction than it than it has been. And um, one so of the things I, was, I always think about when we talk about this topic is Jocko mm-hmm. Jocko Wilnick, very oh yeah t- popular talking uh, head in public safety space. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he's a talking head. Everybody, everybody knows influencer, who he is. Influencer, influencer, you could say, yeah. Um, but if I were just to ask people, what is Jocko's mantra? They know, like the people yeah. that follow Jocko know. If I ask that question, they know what it is. And so the mantra is not weird. Mind tool is right. not weird anymore because it's cool. Jocko's doing it, right. and they all know. If I ask that, what is his mantra? You just about started saying it. Yeah, discipline equals freedom, and everyone's fine saying that. Right. And they're also fine in the gym being like, you got this, you fucking got this, right? They're fine with that. But then when we ask them to say it in a yoga class, all of a sudden it becomes weird. Now I'll address that in a minute, but I want to tell you how I got introduced. So the mantra practice Mm -hmm. was with, you know, my yoga 
my yoga training, but I was introduced to an English version of it with a teacher who I'm forgetting her name now, but I can picture her face. I'll try to get her name um, later and maybe put it in show notes so I can give her the credit. Um, but she had us go through an entire yoga class with the internal repetition of the phrase, gone, gone, all the way gone. Hmm. And it really impacted me because as you're moving the body in yoga and you are cleansing the tissues and the nervous system of stress chemicals and, you know, you know that moving my body is the number one way I get back to myself. And so by saying this mantra, gone, gone, all the way, gone, 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 all the way, I was literally, my mind was helping my body clear out the shit it didn't need. Gone, gone, all the way, gone. And it wasn't repeated three times. Like we're very like slowly introducing it. Like we're right. putting little, little, you know, seeds in our hand and trying to get a squirrel to come eat out of our hands. That's what it's like trying to give yoga to first responders, Right. Right. And so I'm not going to go crazy. I'll say, okay, say this three times or whatever. But in earnest, you should be repeating that shit for 90 minutes straight. Mm. And, you know, and that is when you're going to have an impact. This was 10 years ago. I had that class and it still has sat with me and I still do it in my own practice. Gone, gone, all the way gone. From there, I attended a training called Yoga for Warriors. It's when I first got trained to teach yoga to veterans. And she used a version of saying these affirmations. But she was saying things like, I'm a warrior. You know, we say I'm a warrior with inner strength, but we kind of say it differently. But, you know, she basically what I'm trying to say is she kind of had a softness around them right. in those phrases. And maybe that's fine because she was teaching older veterans and maybe that's what they needed. Like, my breath is full of, you know air and strength, like whatever. And so I was like, okay, I'm seeing how we can take this mantra practice and plug it in. Da, 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 da. But then when I went to go teach first responders and I tried to use a phrase like that, it didn't really land the same way. No. So I was I like, all right. Idiot. Right. And I felt like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I think I remember specifically, like I was teaching like at the neuro reset part, which is our meditation part at uh, LAFD. And I said something about like a boat. I was like, you're a boat floating on the water. And no one flinched. But I just felt this energy of like, that was stupid. They think it's stupid. I'm stupid. This is stupid. I'm retiring. Oh, and instead, after you left, they went back to their office and be like, what the fuck was she talking about? What are yeah, we, why, I, when did I become a boat? Like, and what kind of boat am I? Am I like a, am I, cause then they're like, I want to be like a super yacht, but then they're like, but I really might just be like a little dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dinghy, stop saying, okay, here are the list of words you're no longer allowed to say, okay? Stroke, Stroke and dinghy. dinghy. I've had two yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so here, you want to know how I made them more culturally informed and actually what makes them more effective? Are you ready? Ready. I added curse words fuck yeah man yeah so if i so so and and i have first hand experience of it working because i went through a fire academy i loved slash hated every minute of it i was going through a smoke trailer i was in a confined space i was asking myself why i volunteered to do this shit 
My teacher wouldn't let me out, even though I asked him to let me out. He said no. So the only way I was going to get through it is I said to myself, I'm a fucking badass. Look at me fucking go. Look at me go. I'm such a fucking badass. And I literally said it like that while I was sweating inside with fear. But I got to the end and it is because I told myself what a fucking cool chick I am. Like, I just kept saying that to myself. And with each crawl that I did, I'm a fucking badass. And we might, maybe you're listening to this and giggling uncomfortably because like, uh, we get uncomfortable when we give ourselves power. Yeah. And so when you, you laugh at affirmations because it's telling you, it's giving you some self-worth and in this culture, we're taught not to have any. So, you know, that's what got me through. So when I had firsthand experience that it fucking worked, then I was like, this is a thing. This is a thing now in what we do. So add that cognitive you know, behavioral technique to it. And then, as you mentioned earlier, we've got the bottom up, we've got the top down and where they meet in the middle, that's resilience. Yeah. I mean, it's super power. It's crazy powerful. And I've, when we start to, cause we're already talking to ourselves, right? I mean, mm-hmm. usually it's negative. I'm not strong enough. I'm weak. I can't do this. Right. That's what you're mm-hmm. saying over and over and over again. And so whether you like it or not, you're already using mind tools. It's just typically in the negative. It's, defaulting to that that default mode network which is the negative negativity bias right Mm -hmm. and so then at that point we aren't getting stronger in the face of adversity we're actually weakening Mm -hmm. our we're weakening ourselves Mm -hmm. and so if we're already talking to ourselves we might as well make the best of it and Mm -hmm. really start to turn that around and see the benefits of it i mean to, to to really, really introduce this as a super easy entry practice. I remember doing things when I was on the job that I was not excited about doing. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a healthy respect. I for saw health. that picture. You I was saw, like, I saw that picture of you. On yeah. the rope. Right. I had healthy. I have, I would say that I had a healthy respect for heights and, uh, we would had, I was on technical rescue teams. So we had to do high angle tra- rope training, rescue training, and, uh, even just climbing the 110 foot ladder just get to the top. I mean, I would think to myself, breaking it down and chunking it down into these bite-sized things like left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. And so that was, mm-hmm. became the internal script over and over and over again, rather than just like, I'm fucking terrified. I don't want to be here. This is stupid. I'm never going to be on this ladder truck any, on down the line. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's just taking that concept, but actually adding the power behind it of the self-worth of changing the brain waves of increasing that heart rate variability. And so it's a powerful practice and it's just a matter of making those slight adjustments to things you're already saying to yourself and you've already started to work through it. Yeah. And that's a great point too, with the training you did, you know, I ask every group that I teach how much of your job is mental and you were just doing a, a technical skill you were working on, but you were training your mind during that technical skill. And everyone I ask says, oh, it's 90, if not 100% mental. Okay, then where's the mental training? There is none. There is no mental training for the stress and endurance that public safety, you know, require for the job. And so that's why the number one killer is the, the suicide and, you know, the, there's alcoholism and there's all this stuff that people are trying to do to help their poor little nervous system that has just been beaten down. 
you know, and here is something to, to make it stronger. One thing I want to make sure to clarify is this is not um, toxic positivity mm. or spiritual bypassing. And so the concerns we have gotten from folks that, you know, are still trying to get on board with it is like, it feels fake. I don't like it. First, let me say, if there's ever a practice that truly does not resonate with you, I'm not going to force anyone to do it. Okay. But make sure you understand what it is before you throw the baby out with the bathwater. So toxic positivity is sort of that good vibes only. And it's not addressing the, um, it's and, and spiritual bypassing it, those both those things do not address the actual issue they're going to pretend the issue doesn't exist and we're going to slap on a good vibes only shirt and go on with our day and drink our latte um but with yffr yoga everything that we're doing is actually drilling down into the tough stuff cleansing you of it and then directing your subconscious mind into a challenge response versus a threat response. So we're not just saying sit here and repeat affirmations. We introduce these CDs when your body is shaking, when you've done your breath work, when you've opened your nervous system so it's a it's nice fertile soil. And then you plant the seeds of where you want to direct your mind and nervous system. So it's very intentional and specific how we layer this practice into the wife of our protocol. Yeah, I love that. And that's such a critical part as to when we introduce the CDs into the practice, because there's fascinating research, and I can't wait to get into the, the neurobiology and the neurochemistry of post-traumatic growth in an episode versus post-traumatic stress. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's an episode for another episode or a whole episode mm -hmm. on its own. But it's the whole rewiring the brain while it's under stress. Because we can yes, do this yeah. sitting in a very calm, chill environment here talking. Mm -hmm. But then when the shit is hitting the fan in the field, we're going to revert back to our training. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are going to revert back to that training. And so what you said and how we do it is like when people are under duress, when people are under stress because the body only has so many buttons and levers to push in that stress response, that's when we start to get into it. And that's when we start to drive people into, is this a challenge or a threat and have them respond back challenge. So we can start mm -hmm. to rewire how that brain is perceiving right. stress. And that's right. the real critical part of these cognitive declarations is changing mm -hmm. that perception around stress. And so that way, when the body starts to feel that same stress response coming on out in the field, Mm -hmm. They're already trained. The mind is already trained because of the mantra, the mind tool, the CD, the anchor phrase to default into that as it's a challenge phrases. Based, yeah. As that, as that based that network, that default mode network, we're changing that. And that's right. where it's so powerful and so critical for public safety folks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, the practice of like writing down a phrase and putting a sticky note on your mirror to see it every morning the, that's what we know about affirmations and it doesn't work. And that's why most of us think it's a stupid practice. The reason it doesn't work is you don't, you can't relate to it or recognize it when you're brushing your teeth, when you're brushing your teeth, you're not in a position to be able to receive new information. Mm -hmm. When we really have on the yoga mat, you're bypassing the conscious mind. You're bypassing the, the defaults of the body and you're getting into the, you know, the subconscious mind. And when you go into the subconscious mind, that's what really is going to 
make the changes. So the yoga practice is layered and it requires focus and intention. It's not just, oh, I'm going to sit here and repeat this phrase three times and then my day is going to be different. Um, yeah. And so it's becoming very clear too that yoga isn't about relaxing. Like, the no, next group it's, of, no. let's scrape that one off. Well, that's another episode too. Yoga is not about relaxing. Yoga is actually about doing hard, hard fucking work. And yep, if you're not ready for that, you're not ready for yoga classes. And so that's one of our uphill battles that we fight all the time is that people think it's about stretching and touching their toes, but actually yoga is about doing hard work, internal work of yourself. You mentioned something just important where you, I don't know exactly how you just said it, but that that has to be in place first. The mm -hmm. actual first step of yoga in traditional yoga is preparation of both teacher and student. And this is, so the mantra, the chanting that we do in the beginning of, with my teacher's class, Krishna, it is the, the teacher and the student, we're here together, we're ready to do this work, we're both prepared, we're both whatever, that you have to be prepared to do this training before you hit the yoga mat, otherwise you're wasting your time. Will you, you know, stretch and move your body? And is there a benefit from that? Sure. If you put on, make it a hot yoga class, will you sweat? Sure. Is there a benefit to that? Sure. But if you really want to get the training where you change, you got to, and you've seen me, I'm pretty proud of myself. You know, I, I've been getting up at 545 in the morning, twice a week and studying with my teacher in India. I'm tired. I often don't want to do it, but the discipline is part of the practice getting to that yoga mat. My practice has begun. Um, and so you, yeah, you gotta be prepared to do some hard work. And make, I smiled when you're telling the story that like, uh, the origin of the, the beginning of yoga class is actually for the combining of like the teacher and the student, like making sure we're all prepped, ready to go. So when we do instructor school or where we're training public safety civilians to teach this protocol back out in the wild, uh, one of the days we do a quick five minute practice teaching session where like the, the students have to teach a five minute yoga class. We tell them they have to drop a one CD into that practice teaching class. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember back, I've only had it happen one time, but to that point that you actually are coming together to make sure both the student and the teacher are ready to do the work today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually the way we do CDs in our protocol is we'll ask a question and have the students respond back. We provide them what the answer is, or we say, repeat after me, and then they respond back. And mm -hmm. so the one time I had this instructor actually at when we were at Lackland Air Force Base and mm -hmm. the teacher started his practice teach with the CD and he says, repeat mm -hmm. after me. I'm happy to be here. And all the students. Oh, I remember that. I'm happy yeah. to be here, whether they are or not. They've now engaged. I'm happy to be here. And then they got to work. And like, that was actually a yeah, really cool about way that. to start that class for that guy in his practice teach. And yeah. it kind of goes directly to what you're actually saying that that's actually fairly traditional. That's the same. Well, you know, what's just funny and let's mark this down. This is part of our thing now is that that could be the YFFR, YFFRified version of, um, Om Sahana Bhavatu, like that's that's starting the chant that I'm talking about. So our version is, I'm happy to be here. I'm ready to work. I'm committed. I'm focused. I'm intentional. You know, whatever it is. That's right. how we're YFFRifying this stuff. And the thing about that too is, you said whether they're happy to be here or not. Whether someone's happy 
to be there or not, they have to. So you might as well direct your mind to get the most out of it than to sit there bitching. One of the common things about public safety, I've seen it, you've confirmed it, everyone will probably confirm it, <laughs> is that firefighters, cops, who, whoever love to sit there and bitch. Oh my goodness. I'm going to bitch. The I'm going to bitch about you. I'm going to bitch about this. Okay, do I want to change it? No, no, I would rather bitch. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's the saying uh, saying in public safety that the uh, the only thing that cops and firefighters hate more than the way it is is change. Yeah, they don't want things to the same, <laughs> and they don't want change because yeah, it's a... you know what? Sometimes it feels good. That's the thing. It feels good to bitch because you feel good about yourself if you're bitching about something else. That that is fucking spiritual bypassing because I am going to point everything out about everyone else because it's going to make me feel like I'm king of the world and I know what's going on rather than turning the mirror towards yourself, which we always describe yoga as a mirror facing you. And let me do the real work. And let me tell you something, the more I've done the real work, the less I bitch about things because unless I'm Listen, sometimes I say to you, I just need to skim some off the top here, meaning I just got to blow off some steam. I'm not, I'm not really like mad about this, but let me just tell you what this fuckhead did today. You know, (laughs) we're humans. We are humans and it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) But when you, but the more I do the work, the more I really don't care about, you know, what other people are, are doing enough to just sit there and bitch about it. So yeah, it, it feels good to bitch and people don't want that taken away from them. So, and focusing on themselves, right. you know? Yeah. And that's where this CD practice is working on yourself. And so a lot of people will be like, oh, I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't resonate with me rather than just doing the work. Just do it. The, yeah. The evidence is drastic i mean the evidence is deep on why cds why mantras work i have some here too and i do as well i mean we are full of information i mean everything that yffr does is found in the literature there's nothing made up there's nothing i didn't didn't make something up that i can't back up it's found in the literature and so if you really believe that there you need to do something different just say the damn cd because Because again, the science shows like if you start to just say it, whether you believe it or not, it'll the mind happen. Buys into it. The body buys Listen, into it. You could do that, or you could go and get another tattoo. Do whatever feels best, dude. That's or, and I'm I'm be, no. I'm joking here, guys. <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is is instead of repeating a phrase, you'd rather go get stuck with more ink, and that's your way of you know that's how I'm gonna deal with this shit. That's how I'm gonna blah 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 blah. I'm not against tattoos; they look really cool and badass on you, but it's not getting the work done mm-hmm. unless you want a tattoo of the word challenge on your forearm <laughs> where you keep repeating it to yourself. But you know what I'm saying? I'd rather get yeah. stuck with a needle and have ink put into my skin than actually do something that's scientifically backed to work and change my brain. Right. Come on. Right. Oh, no, I'm it's, getting uh, fired up now. Great. The soapbox is coming out. The soapbox is coming out. It's just where it starts. Hello to and welcome to the soapbox time of the wife of our podcast, where we pull out our soapboxes and we stand tall. 
<laughs> want me to read one of these studies that we have I, here? I do because I want to talk about the studies. I want to go back to some of the traditional aspects of this for a little bit. Uh, and then we're going to get over how, how to get over feeling stupid. Like that's the key yeah, piece. Yeah. The, we're going to give you your own, your own personalized mantra. And that goes into one of the, um, one of a meditation practice that primarily uses mantra, um, transcendental meditation. We'll talk about that in a bit, but I'm going to, we're going to end with a practice where you get your own CD to use for the rest of your life, if you'd like. But here's one study um, published in the journal of social cognitive and effective neuroscience. That's the name of the magazine, social cognitive and effective neuroscience <laughs> found that self affirmation, repeating positive affirmations about oneself activates the ventromedial prefrontal cortex, a part of the brain associated with positive valuation and self-related processing. This study also found that self-affirmation can reduce activity in the amygdala, the part of the brain associated with stress and negative emotions. Mm. Man. Sexy. Right? That's three that's yeah. three chili peppers right there for me. <laughs> Yeah. And Honey, I mean, you just, know what, if we want to, if we want to get agree. hot and heavy in the bedroom, let's talk science. I agree. I agree. Because one of the studies that I came up with from, uh, the Lancet journal of Psychi psychiatry. So another like heavy hitter in the research world. I mean, this stuff is fascinating. So boiling it down we can put these studies in the show notes. So you know that we're not just mm -hmm. making we'll shit up. You because so in 2000 truths and a lie we'll put one fake study in there <laughs> oh my goodness yes two truths and a lie of science uh, <laughs> so in 2018 so this is this was done a study done on transcendental meditation but we'll talk about what that is here in a moment but there's something super cool. So in 2018 study, research compared the use of transcendental meditation to prolonged exposure therapy and PTSD health education. Like this Ooh. should start to raise eyebrows. Mm -hmm. After 12 sessions over 12 weeks, 61% of people doing meditation showed significant reductions in PTSD symptoms compared to 42% in the prolonged exposure therapy group and 32% in the health education group. Hmm. See, see, meaning and meaning doing meditation worked better than exposure than therapy. The other groups. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And this is done. Um, the title of the article is non-trauma focused meditation versus exposure therapy and veterans with PTSD, a randomized control trial. I mean, well, this isn't, Come this on, is folks. just an anecdotal experience. But when I taught yoga in the VA, the feedback was that my class, the yoga class and the equine therapy, the horse class, horse class, um, <laughs> was, was the most effective out of all the, any other therapy, including the talk therapy, the, um, um, is that what the exposure therapy, what's it called when they re recount the trauma over and over and over again? Exposure therapy. Okay. So like, they said that anecdotally that they felt more um, affected, affected by that. And there was something else you said that I was going to mention about that, but um, oh yes, our study, Jesus. Okay. Yes, it's not published. Study. Yes. It's not published yet guys. And so I'm probably saying this because I'm not a scientist. I should have oh. our scientists on to say it, but 
And the say? one that's already published has talks about how we have changed the perception. Oh, of yes. So we do have, we have a published, published. We have yes, a published yes, study that already says this about our protocol. I mean, oh my, gosh, my hands yeah. are going all over the place on my video because this blows my mind. And yet people still argue with us about this. Stuff. I just, listen, I just... I think I have a, I know why, but I, I published a blog on our website about this and I didn't even, I didn't even mention our own fucking article, like research paper. I'm an idiot. I can go in and edit it, but the, but what Eric's referring to, everyone's like, just tell us what you're saying. Both of our research studies, one published, one is in the middle of getting written published is the mindset people had about stress was the number one thing that changed. And then another study that's not ours confirms that someone's mindset about stress changes how stress affects their body. So it turns out that no one said in the, in all of these studies, like, you know what? I'm so much more flexible. Thank God for YFR. Like maybe you are more functionally mobile. Maybe you are stronger, but that, but that's not what they're noting. What they're noting is I'm better. I'm better at work and at home. And it's because of these practices um, one more study I have here, it says um, uh, that the thoughts, your thoughts alone can improve your vision, your fitness and your strength. And the placebo effect that's observed with fake operations and sham drugs, for example, works because of the power of thought. Expectancy, expectancies, expectancies and learned associations have been shown to change brain chemistry and circuitry, which results in real physiological and cognitive outcomes, such as less fatigue, lower immune system reaction, elevated hormone levels and reduced anxiety. By thoughts alone, you can change what's happening in the body. And I'll tell you one more thing, yeah, a, I mean, a little, I mean, no, that's going. Just... I'll save that for another day, actually. If you are curious about that, do a Google search. I know, especially the firefighters in the room, they love ice cream. Just do a quick Google on the milkshake study. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My Dr. Aaliyah Crum, your mind will be blown on the power of the mind. Like, mm -hmm. which goes to exactly what you just said about how your thoughts change, literally change your biology. Fascinating mm -hmm. stuff. Go check it out. You know, I'll just say this just briefly, I don't want to even get into it too much, but with our journey and having a baby and getting pregnant, the success came when I found a way to be happy and joyful without having a child. Mm. When I was happy and joyful in my life and kind of lifted my hands up and trusted whatever's meant to be is for my highest good, then it came to us. And that's actually, um, you know, a personal, you know, CD that I use for myself is this is for my highest good, you know, to shorten that is just thank you. That word. Thank you. Is one of the most powerful CDs or affirmations you can use, especially when you're not happy. You know, when you and I experienced a, a miscarriage, we went for a hike right afterwards and I was laying down on the ground and I looked up at the sky and the trees and nature and I just said, thank you. And everyone mm -hmm. might be thinking crazy, be, I'm crazy. Oh, you're grateful for your miscarriage. No, what I'm saying is I am trusting that there's something bigger making some moves for my highest good. So we always say thank you afterwards. Oh, thank you universe. Thank you, God. Thank you, whatever, you know, what if 
proactively we said that phrase, thank you. I know this is for my highest good. Even if it feels yuck, you know, like that, that was the beginning, Eric, of my attitude changing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it came to us speaking yeah. of Mother's Day. Right. And I mean, to translate that for public safety folks, I mean, you see the worst of the worst. I mean, and so now you're saying, thinking like, God, I flash back to that call and you're, you're telling me I'm supposed to say thank you for that terrible call. Like, that's a really, really hard pill for some people to swallow. Yeah, and I, I see that and I understand and, that. But at the same time, there is a reason why you were placed in that moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there can still be something that you can pull out of that that you can take away from that can make you stronger from it, not mm-hmm, weaker. Mm-hmm. And that's the purpose of the gratitude or the thank you practice and starting to find out like what was what is that there? What was there that I can actually draw from that has made me a stronger individual, not a mm-hmm. weaker individual because of that traumatic experience. Yeah. You're not saying thank you for that car accident. Thank you. That person died. That's not what we're saying. We're saying thank you for this opportunity for me to do what I'm practicing. Thank you for this opportunity for me to do the job that I love. And thank you for the opportunity for me to reframe it or process the stress or whatever the tools I have to be able to keep doing that job in the future. Thank you. Thank you for uh, I have, I heard some of my colleagues from the, I think we're going to talk about some of their anchor phrases actually here in a minute. Um, thank you for allowing me to be the one to be there when they transition or when they cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a powerful spot. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a very, very powerful spot to be in a, if you're in a, to a spiritual practice, a very spiritual spot to be. And so listen, folks, it doesn't say we're not trying to diminish that trauma at all, but Mm-mm. yet we have to find ways that there is something to be grateful for there. Thank you for, uh, and as Olivia just said, just thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. you don't have to be specific on what, but you know, and, and the other choice, the other choice is sitting and stewing in it. And not only did that person pass away, but now you're, depleted because of it and you're going to be less functional less um you know what you know um what's the word i'm looking for less effective on the mm-hmm. next call so yeah. do you want to do that instead yeah i mean you know. thank you for allowing me to be there thank you for allowing me to put the pieces of my training in place thank you for providing uh that moment that i was able to serve those are right. all things that you can be grateful for in that moment and why you were put in that spot. Mm-hmm. And so this goes into another episode about controlling what you can control and letting go of all of the rest. And that thank mm-hmm. you is the beginning of that transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just mentioned one of our colleagues, uh, Rick George, uh, one of the co-authors of developing firefighter resiliency along with the, uh, Dave Gillespie and the third Bob, Bob Carpenter. Bob Thank you. Carpenter. Uh, and so if, pulling from their book, uh, developing firefighter resiliency, they say an anchor phrase, you can replace that with CD per, to use our language 
An anchor phrase is an easily recalled string of words that can be used to promote the dumping of excess thoughts and emotional baggage. It facilitates the return of focus to a pre-established mindset, state of ease, or state of motivation. Anchor phrases are used by Navy SEALs to prepare for hard effort. Mm, sexy. Right? And what I actually really, the takeaway for me is that it's used to prepare for the hard Mm -hmm. effort. Mm -hmm. You're getting yourself mentally in that right spot to go in and do the action. So honestly, as you restart bonding to call, you could even start saying your CDs of thank you. Um, I've got this. Um, I'm a warrior. Mm-hmm. We'll get more into those later. But you can use it to prepare for the hard effort that is to come. And then, yeah. as we said, uh, it helps facilitate the return to a pre-established mindset. So that can be used again during and after an incident. It's always that mm-hmm. training of the mind piece. So, yeah, developing firefighter resiliency. They use the anchor phrase, and that's uh, pulled from those that book. Do you remember before um, when you were going to teach at one of our instructor schools and you got the call that you were being laid off from a job? Oh, I remember that. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yes. I had left the fire service, one of the most secure jobs you could have in the entire world for a whole host of reasons and moved into the private sector. And 10 months later was laid off from my job and then collecting unemployment. Yes. And so I, that, that moment is seared in my mind and I got that phone call uh, roughly 10 minutes before I was supposed to stand up and teach give or take. I mean, half hour most, I think. Right. right. Well, um, I was going to say you're using private sector loosely because you still have to work with the public sector (laughs) in that job. But anyway, regardless, um, I said to you, I want you, well, first of all, I thought your dad was ill at the time. And so I thought your sad attitude was about your dad. And when I found out it was just about your job, I was like, oh, fucking relax. It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> but, but I said to you, I want you to go teach this class and have the most fun you've ever had teaching. Right. And that's what I say to myself when I don't want to teach, when I'm tired, when I'd rather do something else, go have so much fucking fun, go have a blast. So then instead of just like, oh, I'm giving you the information, I'm going to go make jokes. I'm going to be myself. So, so it doesn't have, so what I'm trying to say is, when you pick a phrase, it doesn't have to be woo-woo, softy-wafty, because we think everyone associates that with yoga and with these practices. It has to include flowers and rainbows. You can say curse words. You can say things that are simple, like, I'm about to have a fucking blast. Go have a fucking blast. This is a fucking blast. That's going to be more effective on your brain than I'm grateful for the opportunity to enjoy myself while I teach. Like, come on, (laughs) you know, like if you add, and and I actually, this is true too. I, this was an acting technique for actually for singing because I was an actor in my past and a singer. And when they taught you how to interpret a song so that you're acting through the lyrics, they suggested you start in your head with a curse word. So let's say the phrase is, um, the singing phrase is, I've been here for so long, right? I'm doing musical theater. Okay. Then in my head, I'll be like, God, fuck. 
I've been here through so short. So in my mind, my face is experiencing that. Oh, oh. And then I sing the phrase, right? Right, right. Curse words are super effective. And so I suggest adding it, making it real. The ground rules are keep it short, keep it in the positive. So don't say I'm not fat. Say I'm in, I'm in great shape instead. You also don't want to say future. I will be in great shape. I can do this. No, it's I'm doing it. So it's in the present and it's short command style. Those are some techniques. Yeah. So like, so those are the simple rules. Keep it short, keep it present tense. Mm-hmm. And then short and, present tense and then positive and positive. Skip the negative. Yeah, skip because the brain catches yeah. on that negative part, right? Right. It'll hear the not. It'll hear the no. Instead, it's um, yeah. So I, it's not. I'm a non. I don't smoke cigarettes. I'm a non-smoker. It's I'm super healthy. You know, yeah. like I I take care of myself every day. Whatever, whatever you Ooh, know. I like that one. I take care of myself every day because again, say it whether you believe it or not, yeah. and it will slowly become true. And again, yeah. an anecdotal evidence of this is every class, every single instructor school that we oh, do. No, okay. <laughs> We have a good history of that recently. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the in an, every instructor school, uh, so this is universal because it's with people coast to coast, border to border that we have experienced this with. We put them in a side plank. They're shaking and unstable. And so we have them say out loud, I am steady and stable. I am steady and stable. And what happens every single time they say that, that, ha- that we have that person say it? They stop shaking and moving they around. They, get, and they, they in. get steady and stable. Yeah. yeah. Every and before time. That, and before that, they clearly don't believe it because they are not steady and stable. But it just right. goes to show universally that if you say it, and especially if you say it out loud, the body follows it. Right. The body follows right. it. Mm-hmm. The body is just your tool. The mind is just your tool. You know, if you really want to get into yogic philosophy, you are more than your body and mind. And these things are your little tools to play with. It's not you. Um, what you is, is that's, that's another, that's a personal journey. But the fact is, is that there are things to hone the mind and body to work for you instead of against you. And, mm-hmm. and that this is one of these. Um, I want to, I want to end with this. I want you to give us a little bit more about what you know, and I'll say what I know about transcendental meditation that uses mantra as its primary objective and, and focus and object of meditation. Yeah. I also want to teach people about, um, about uh, how to make their own, their own CD. Mm-hmm. And I had one more thing. It was on the tip of my tongue that I wanted to do and say, Oh, I know what it was. It's a little bit of beef I have, a little bit of soapbox. I, this is the airing of grievances. Welcome to the segment, airing of grievances with yoga for first responders. I put out there, people, I know, mm. I know you think CDs and affirmations are dumb, dumb. I think you're afraid of me. I put it out in our social media. I put it out everywhere. If you think CDs are stupid, I want to talk to you. Maybe people think think that I was going to like rip them a new one about it. No, I wanted to like hear like where they were coming from and talk through it. No one responded. The people responded, but they were like, we love CDs. We use it all the time. And maybe that's true. And and I will actually, I actually do have a couple. I can read some. Maybe we can end by reading some of these testimonials. 
they were all being truthful, but I think the people that don't like it were afraid to come on here or people just don't want to be a guest on our podcast because no one's here being our guest, right? It's just you and me. Yes. Yes. We have yes, a laundry yes. list of people that we are ready to invite and come onto our show into, as you said, uh, that you're the founder of this beast. So we're inviting them into the literal beast of the belly. Uh, the mm-hmm. belly of the beast, I guess. I guess I can't say that anymore. I mean, we're at the end of our whiskey. We're at the end of our whiskey. That's why I'm actually done. So I'm like, let's wrap this shit up. I need another cocktail. Yes. All right. So just a couple of quick blurbs on transcendental meditation, because the whole point of transcendental meditation is mantra, is the mantra work. And so there's all kinds of research out there about how it works, what it does. I'm just going to read a little bit um, about how do transcendental meditations work. Okay. So the mantra itself doesn't act as a focus for the mind as in other forms of meditation, but as a vehicle upon which the attention gently and innocently rests, meaning that your attention is going to slowly move into what you're saying over and over and over again. So what that does then is that actually allows the mind to settle uh, into increasingly subtle levels of thinking. We're starting to access that subconscious uh, mind as we settle into silence. And so the more you repeat that mantra over and over and over again, the more the mind actually starts to let it go, allowing you to be in Mm. peace with that subconscious mind. Because Mm. if you just tell somebody, sit in silence and don't think about anything, that's going to last for about... 10 seconds. And then all of a sudden you're going to be thinking about everything else. I mean, right. it's why you can't fall asleep at night because your mind is spun up and moving on. You actually have to find a way to downshift that mind back into a settled place. So traditionally in transcendental meditation, the words are one or two syllables. Mm. Like they're very short. Um, a very traditional transcendental meditation word is om, uh, just to repeat om over and over and over mm-hmm. again, um, because it's technically a meaningless sound. Like you can find translations of what all of these sounds mean, but the goal is that it is fairly meaningless to, so the mind doesn't wander off and think about what the words mean. Cause I see. Yes. And then the other part of it is, is, is that it has that vibration. So if you say om or just even hum, you can feel your you can feel your head literally vibrating, right? Mm-hmm. And so that vibration uh, actually allows the mind again to fade into that vibration and into the to the silence, uh, and then it charms the mind almost like a like a snake charmer, snake charmer into settling back in. So. Um, one of our breathing techniques actually um, is humming breath. And uh-huh. so as we teach people to hum, they start to fall into that single point of focus back into that moment. So yeah, there's yeah. your quick, quick drop net lesson on transcendental meditation. And what I think I know about it, and again, I mm-hmm. could be incorrect, but I think you're given a mantra by your teacher or your guru. And I think you're not supposed to tell anyone else what it is. I think mm-hmm. those are elements of it. I also know that the Beatles did TM. TM is what the cool kids call it. Um, And I think that that was their big thing when they went to India that they, you know that I went to their ashram in India, like where the Beatles studied. It's pretty rad. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. My dad loves the Beatles. So I got, I 
got some dirt from around the ashram and brought it home for him. That's sweet. But I mean, uh, for our ground fighters, our BJJ guys, I mean, you, if you follow the very, very clear family lineage, uh, of the family that, you know, I'm talking about, um, I was actually just informed that it's not the Gracie family. Um, there's because they're, they're Brazilian. And so there's a different pronunciation of that name, but, but, I honestly, but it's honestly f- slipping my mind at the moment. Uh, but they actually, Rick's and Gracie actually did, did a lot of study in ashrams in India as well. Oh, see, um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read two um, testimonials from our two of our instructors. One is a civilian yoga teacher. One's a firefighter. There is a word in his that he uses in this quote that I don't know what it is or if I'm saying it right. But I'm just gonna go for it and tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, so this is what he says. I love the cognitive de- cognitive declarations. As you speak it, so it shall be speak it into existence all too often i have negative self-talk much like when you speak you can't be holding your breath when you are using positive cds you can't be thinking negatively my most that's actually a great point mm-hmm. that's a great point because one of the reasons we have them say cds out loud is because you can't talk unless you're exhaling and then you have to inhale in order to talk again so we know our students are breathing when they're talking out loud but you can't hold two thoughts at once. So when you were saying the positive CD, yeah, that's a, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently one, um, my, I'm sorry, my most recent one has been the end of Invictus. That's the word. I don't know what it is. Can you look that up? It's I-N-V-I-C-T-U-S. Um, uh, oh, it's a man. Means, it's a person's name. Invictus is, uh, means unconquerable or undefeated oh, in Latin. I think it's also someone's, ooh, I love that. Invict- that's another thing. Maybe your phrase is Invictus over and over and over again, if that's what resonates with you. Um, had a recent experience of anxiety at our live burn training. I survived. However, realized there was still work to do. Before the next shift, I scraped my SCBA on, scrapped my SCBA on? Is that a, I don't know what he's saying there, but he put it on his SCBA. <laughs> And got on the treadmill, and for the 30 minutes it took to breathe down the cylinder, I rehearsed out loud Invictus to guide my breathing and my thoughts. Now to shorten it to a CD has been, I am the master of my fate. Mm. I am the captain of my soul. The only way out is through. Lots of work to do. The power I felt at instructor school as everyone in the room was shouting the CDs together, move me beyond myself, move me beyond myself. That's like the TM stuff you just talked about was a great way of becoming one in purpose. I mean, that's poetry. And that's from a firefighter in Georgia. Nothing, no shade on Georgia. I'm just saying like, this is from people. It's not, it's, it's from your local firefighter. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, this is not beyond anyone. Um, And this is from our civilian yoga teacher. She says, my experience, I skipped resisting and simply did it. So this goes into how to get over yourself. I I just skipped resisting it and did it. I practice consistently and find it has been 1000% useful. Consistent training in CDs kept me present and coherent after a high speed car wreck. Paramedics and hospital staff all commented that I was calm and articulate. Um, 
my, uh, that commented that I was calm, sorry, calm and articulated my injuries in detail, which was helpful to my care. Now I teach CDs to my clients and even kids last week at the community health and wellness event. Another thing that, you know, with all these practices and like she said, she was able to articulate her injuries. I witnessed a drive-by shooting one time when I was sitting in a restaurant um, and there were glass windows so I could see what happened. Mm, And they asked us all how many shots were fired. And everyone was like, one, 15. And I said, seven, seven shots. And they found seven casings. Wow. Because I practiced so much about being present, you know? Um, Yeah. And I have one more from a 911 dispatcher who's one of our instructors. She teaches breath work and CDs as she's training people on the console to start taking these calls. And at the end, she says that uh, for the trainers, they take feedback as solicited daily on training. And the, this is what some of the trainees have said. They say the cognitive declarations help trainees build resilience, take ownership and responsibility, and help them transition more confidently to working on their own. Some of the CDs that she teaches them, she says, are, I am capable. Mm-hmm. I let so it notice go. it's short, it's yep. present. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I let it go. Mm-hmm. gone gone all the way gone right mm-hmm. um, i've got this i grow then go so Ooh, just, fuck yeah. yeah so interesting things interesting things so these are people doing this in the field mm-hmm. from civilians to firefighters to dispatchers i mean the testimonials can keep on coming through as we talk through this but those are a, a few examples of cds in action mm-hmm. I, I, yeah I, I take Take any of those guys. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to try some out, take some of these examples, but I'm going to give you an easy exercise, how to find one for yourself. Okay. That's like really tailored to you. Um, You have to start with your negative narrative. Your, I read this in a book that they called it a blurb, like the little, the little guy on your shoulder telling you what an asshole you are in your ear. Right. Um, What is the common phrase? What's your stress phrase? Mm -hmm. And you know, for me, it used to be, and you reference this a lot, it used to be, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. And now it's actually turned to, this is not going to fucking work. None of this is going to work. Yeah. That's probably mine, uh, that this isn't going to work or yeah, no, it's not, not going to work out. Yeah. So let's, so let's flip the script on that. So what's the opposite of that? So, um, this is not going to work out. Uh, this, this, this is going to work out. Um, And then we want to take away going to the future. So this is working out. Um, This is happening. This, you know, so this is working. This is happening. Keep going. Start saying phrases like that until you hit one that sparks your heart. Like the highest good thing. Probably for me, I would say, um, you know, the flip the script would be like, this is happening for me. This is for me. I'm going to shorten it to even short. This is for me. So the reason that's the opposite of this is not working is, um, if you say this is working, that's a fucking lie right now. Okay. Like no one's buying my book. No one's doing whatever, you know, this isn't, this is not. So you can't tell yourself something is working when it's not. But what you can say is what is happening now, the delay in 
the book selling or whatever the case may be is for my highest good. You know, if we had a baby when we first tried a few years ago, that was terrible timing that we see mm-hmm. now. The right timing was now. So back then when it didn't work, we could remind ourselves, this is for me. This is happening this way for me. Mm-hmm. And then you can relax knowing you're being taken care of. So I would yeah. flip this shit's not working to this is for me right now. Yeah. Or and that's, one, that's the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one's going to come to the mind is I am meant for this. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I am built for this. I'm built for this. Yeah. It's because it's so, taking so, all and, the work you've done. And the thing is, is like, you know, we offer CDs and offer phrases, but as Eric just pointed out, you have to do what's going to make your heart swell and it's going to be different than someone else. So if you're like, that phrase is stupid, then find another one, you know, but the, the number one thing is notice, understand that it's a little Stuart Smalley-ish and that you're feeling a little stupid doing it because we don't normally like to build ourselves up because we're supposed to, uh, hate ourselves in our Western culture. That's how they've uh, (laughs) trained us to be. That's another episode for another time. Um, But listen, the more you have uh, self-assuredness and self-worth, the more dangerous you are. Yeah. CDs are a powerful, powerful tool. People just, I love that. Get over the resistance, give it a try because the science is there for you. Here's a phrase, just do it. Wait, hmm. I think someone else used that. <laughs> now we owe Nike some money. Damn it. Uh, or do you want to be a sponsor, Nike? Um, all right. How many chili peppers would you rate Would you rate this episode? I think this episode was rated probably four chili peppers. We dove into science. We dove into traditional yoga. We dove into mindset. I mean, this was, this was hot. Yeah, it was hot. We talked a little bit about animal sex in the beginning, a little bit about ASMR. Go, look, you guys, go look up ASMR and tell us what you think. All right. Until next time, my friend, time to go make us another cocktail for Mother's Day. You cannot control what happens around you. So stop trying, but you can control how you respond to those things, your internal dialogue, your internal mindful responses and yoga and all the things we're talking about is how you train yourself to do that. Hey, before we go, I want to remind you that training your mental and physical health is incredibly important, especially for those working in high stress jobs like first responders. And if you're interested in learning more about yoga for first responders, visit yogaforfirstresponders.org for our on-demand training app, online course platform, in-person training, and more. Like this podcast, subscribe, and give us a great review. We are so happy to have you part of the YFFR mission.